We are not telling you to quit your job. Here at Off The Clock, the Healthcare Entrepreneurs Podcast, we are teaching you exactly how to gain your freedom as a healthcare professional in places that school never taught you. This is OTC University and class is in session. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Off the Clock, the Healthcare Entrepreneurs Podcast. Now, something you might notice that's a little different about this episode is uh, although y'all have my charming good looks and my sultry voice, we do not have the presence of Carl Born Jr., Dr. Carl Born Jr. at that. He wasn't able to make this one, but listen, don't even worry about it. I'm going to take care of y'all. Although I didn't do his introduction because, you know, it's a whole lot of words. I don't have it in me. I just want to let you know a couple of things. One, today's guest is going to change your life. Now, I don't say that with the notion that it's just going to be one of those other things that you hear about and you're like, okay, cool. That was another episode. No, this episode literally will change your life. And if you take this information, utilize it, or just take the next step and hit them up, right? And contact them. They will be able to ensure that you're able to build generational wealth. You're able to build like systems that will help your families. One of the perfect ways I can almost say this when I first spoke with this gentleman is I was thinking about, man, I'm getting married in like 40 days at the time of this recording. And I was wondering like, man, what a life it could have been if when I got married, my parents just handed us a hundred K and a house. What if they could have set us up to do certain things where I know we're going to want to do that for our children at some point down the line. So this episode, when I say it will change your life, I mean, it will literally change your life. All you got to do is pull over if you're driving, sit at home, take your notepad out and start to take some notes because this is going to change everything and class is officially in session. Now, today's guest is the one, the only Mr. Ishmael Muhammad, who is the executive director at the law offices of India Y Ali, which serves the greater Atlanta area and not only do they deal with law practice and all that other stuff, but today's episode is going to specifically cover things like wills, trust, being able to figure out what their mission is, what their philosophy is in what they do, talking about life insurance, talking about family stuff, business and your career. So Mr. Muhammad, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Paul. And uh, it was a great meeting at InvestFest 2022. Uh, shout out to Earn Your Leisure and all the vendors that were there and all the amazing people trying to get financial literacy under their belt. That was a great conversation then uh, with you guys. I'm glad we followed up and uh, we're executing and actually doing what we say we we're going to do and give this information to your community. So I'm excited and I can't wait to give it to, to them so they can execute and make, their and make their families financially free. I can't wait either. Listen, shout out to InvestFest too, because that was a phenomenal conference. Like I've never seen that many people, 12,000 plus people get into this room to learn about financial literacy. The Like it was insane. I can't wait for next year. It was right, right. insane. Paul, so. Paul, you got to tell them what the hottest booth was. Though. The, obviously the hottest booth. And listen, there were a lot of hot booths. But the hottest booth, one of the only booths that we talked to them and said, we need to bring you on our show. Think about it this way, because a lot of the other stuff, and by the way, shout out to all the vendors. They were, they were doing amazing, amazing things. But when we were talking to the hottest booth, the, let, let, me, let me put it up here. See, see I got go. the pamphlet. Let's let say something. I got it right here. Okay. This is not a game. The law office of India Y Ali. Look, when, when we were talking to them, y'all were talking to us about 
how trust and let's just jump into it okay let me just jump right into it we're talking about how trust will work in our lives and how we're able to create certain systems that can change everything right so before we get into that the first thing we always like to ask all our guests is how did y'all even get into this industry well it's, it's an amazing story i'm glad you asked that so uh i've been an uh, executive director for a law firm since like 2004 so several, several law firms i've worked with uh, i met my wife back in 2018 and we were married shortly thereafter in 2019 and so um I'm not going to build somebody else's law firm when I, my wife is an attorney as well. And so she was an estate planner, uh, estate planner attorney at that point in time. We also uh, practiced real estate law and we were doing uh, uh, personal injury as well. Uh, but uh, the pandemic, to be honest, really sped up the process of us specializing in trust-based estate planning. Uh, what happened during the pandemic, uh, you know, unfortunately, there was a lot of deaths and a lot of incapacitations, a lot of people being intubated in the hospitals. And the healthcare professionals know around that time, it was really a, a hard time for a lot of families um, going through COVID or maybe dealing with COVID. But what the healthcare professionals probably didn't see was the aftermath of that. So uh, most families were hit not only with, the, um, with, the, um, with COVID and all the protocols around COVID, but if, let's say uh, a family member passed away, so once that family member passed away, now those protocols are still in place, but also the courts were shut down. So anybody that had um, a will or died with no will, their estate was literally held up in probate court. But remember, the courts were closed as well. So we, I mean, we received, we were inundated with phone calls from friends and family about, hey, look, they don't have a will, they do have a will, uh, but the probate courts are shut, how do we get around this? And um, there was such a backlog, even when the uh, courts were to open back up, right? And the backlog is still going on because it's a two hour, I mean, two year wait just to get into in front of a probate uh, attorney. Unfortunately, uh, a lot of families were hit doubly, right? They were hit with the loss of a, uh, loss of a loved one and then trying to deal with the aftermath of that estate. Uh, so uh, there's three ways that, that your estate passes, right? And in an estate is anything that you possibly own. That could be insurance policies, your home, your house, anything you have a title to, tangible, your jewelry, tangible, intangible items, right? So that's what an estate is. So these people were passing away and the families were trying to either find insurance policies, trying to, uh, trying to uh, correctly best property, real estate, and they couldn't do it. And a lot of wealth was lost because of it, right? And we were receiving all these phone calls. So what uh, yeah, my wife and I decided to do is take a deep dive because what COVID did also for us, it actually consolidated problems that we saw with wills and no wills. Usually we see a couple of deaths every year. And, you know, usually we can work out the family estate if they have a will or no will. But during COVID, there was so many of them we start to see the same pattern, the same problems, family, family by family by family. Uh, and another amazing thing that happened on our side, on the legal side, we were able to see, uh, we were able, so, so once we decided to uh, specialize in trust, obviously as a law firm, we have to go through what we call CLEs, continuing learning education courses and special, specialization. Usually these classes are given in person, right? But with COVID, they were, available online. 
And usually when they, and especially with trust, we found that, you know, we kind of looked back and saw the, the racism and discrimination when it comes to a certain, when it comes to certain education, specific education that will literally change lives, community, community lives, family lives, individual lives. These CLEs were given in person, but they were given in person, like in the states that you would never go to, like Utah, Wyoming. And nobody right. goes to Wyoming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it was like, but with COVID, we finally were able to get online and they were online. And so we did the webinars online. We started the process. So, you know, just, just really quick. Trusts are really governed by three different government entities. You have the federal, federal state law, IRS tax code, and state law. So you have three different entities that you really need to know about and be, and be really um, educated on. And so with the webinars, we were able to see, hey, okay, uh, our, you know, with the webinars, we were able to see like in the gallery who was, which law firms were there, who was there. You know, of course, as, a, as an African-American law firm, we always look for, you know, some of us, right? It was none of us, like 300, 300 law firms represented in this specialized training. None of us was there. None of us. When it comes to trust-based state, we're like, okay, this is interesting. You know, like this is okay, this is new. And so it took us about a year during the during the pandemic to go through and get, and get specialized. But as we went through, we were noticing like we just like you said, we never, and we are very highly educated people. Right. We never heard this language. We never, you know, wow, how do we miss this? You know, and so as we were going through learning, of course, we made friends, we made friends with other law firms that really were good at specializing in, in this practice. And we started to, um, you know, glean small nuggets and gems of information that we can bring back to our families, right? And then um, once we, it took us about, about 12 to 16 months to really learn the law. That's, you know, that's the, uh, that's the most important piece. But it took us about another six months, six to eight months to really learn how to communicate for our people, for our community. And that was huge because I can get on here and, and tell you about, you know, the seven, eight, uh, six, seven, six, six, eight, seven, six, seven, eight, I'm sorry, six in IRS, IRS code. I can talk to you about the plate disclaimer. I can talk to you about prosterpes all day long. And, you know, which section this goes in, which section that goes in. But that does nothing for uh, a family that's trying to solidify financial freedom for their, uh, for their children. Right, so we had to learn how to communicate, and Invest um, Fest was one of the uh, one of our coming out parties of how to communicate trust. Right, uh, there's so much going on about trust, but we had to learn how to communicate it in a way that um, that that the normal person can understand it, get excited about it, and get it done. And I and the power of the trust is, I mean, I really uh, we really believe that it's, it it kills all the generational curses that. That we come that, that we have come up against. We call it generational curse killing. If you uh, follow, so uh, that's kind of uh, I know a long-winded answer, but we've been uh, working on this for you know two to three years, uh, specialized training for trust specifically. But we really have our our mission is to make every family we come in contact with the next generation financially free. So we take it very seriously. Um, we are partnered with the, with, with your family, and, uh, and, and to, to the large extent, we are partnering with the uh, with our community because that's how much we believe in uh, actually getting trust done because it literally can solve all our issues.
community issue. I, I, we, we believe that, we know that, and we just have to get the, get the message out. You know, a couple of things. One, and I, I don't know where this is going to go, but I think I want to take it in this direction because I think for a lot of people listening, we, we need to have a specific conversation prior to starting to talk about trust, right? Mm-hmm. Because growing up, um, and I grew up in a fairly, what am I saying? I grew up in a farm town in Southwest Michigan, right? <laughs> so it was like not even 10,000 people. So it was a very small, it's actually classified as a village. Shout out to Baron Springs. Um, but I grew up in a small farm town. And every time I heard things about trust, it was, it was like with this negative connotation, right? I heard trust fund babies. I, I heard you, you got to be like super wealthy to have a trust. I heard all these different things. And then when people put in through in the wrench of like life insurance, a lot of people are like, yo, life insurance, that's a waste of money. That's, that's a scam. That's this, that's that, right? And so it, it, it was such a thing that we didn't even know too much that, and I'll be very transparent. We didn't get our first, I didn't get my first life insurance policy until 2020 in the middle of COVID. And that's just because somebody had the guts to reach out over and over and say, hey, do you want to do this thing? And I, at that time, you know, I was dating my then girlfriend and I was like, okay, well, you know, if I, if I expire one day, I want to make sure she's good because we were still right. building the business at the time. Right. And so I was like, okay, I'm willing to do that because it was explained to me in a way that made sense. But I think a lot of people have these perceptions of what trusts are. They have these perceptions of how life insurance can work to their benefit. And so, because they don't have the knowledge behind it, right. They can then make rash decisions to say, I don't want any part of that because that's not what we do. Right. right. That's not what we, we have going on. So let's mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that, just because I don't want people to to get thrown off simply because they have this specific viewpoint. So first thing, life insurance. Second thing, trust. One, life insurance. How does it benefit people? And then two, how does it actually play into the trust? Because earlier you talked about, you know, having your life insurance in your trust. Right. And so it just sounds like this is a process that might be a little complicated. So do you mind explaining that portion? Yeah, uh, and, I, and I'll take a step back too. Um, we know uh, if you dealt with any, uh, you know, uh, death uh, uh, that was close to you in your family, we, we know the trauma and drama that comes with it. You know, I mean, the, the fighting, the bickering, the, the fish fries to try to bury somebody that doesn't have life insurance, the, um, the generational curses that come out there if, if, if a father or a mother died young and have a minor children. We know all of this. And it, you know, I, I tell everybody, look at your family. I don't have to look at your family to tell you. You can forecast whatever generational curse just by looking, okay, if that person leaves, if 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 if, if aunt, you know, if, if auntie leaves, the, the one that keeps everything together, the one everybody can go to. If she, if something happens to her, this whole family's falling apart. And we, we are not, you know, we just have to stop being delusional and start to get our head out the sand because these things are, you know, COVID showed us that these things were, were, were prevalent in our community. And it was really embarrassing to have these uh, GoFundMe's and these uh, fish fries. But, you know, you look on people's uh, Instagram, they're plunging every main brand, but to bury them, you got to do a, a fish fry right and so and and on, on the flip side of it 
the ones that take care of the family. That's the ones we really want to talk to, the people that invest best, that's looking to really take care of the family. And it's and most entrepreneurs are people that are successful in their family. They take care more than their family, right? And so they're really looking out for other people's children. They, they're really the family savior to some extent. And those people have a lot of stress. And so we, we through communicating trust, we came up with this simple formula, right? One is family. Family is, is ultra important. So you look at your family, you know, you basically do a SWOT analysis on your family. Hey, uh, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Do that on your family. All right. Uh, the perfect case and sample, perfect, uh, perfect case would be, hey, okay, like, like you thought, hey, look, I'm getting married, I'm young, uh, my parents are still insurable, my girlfriend's parents are, uh, well, fiance's parents are still insurable. Hey, look, we're coming together with this union. Let's make sure we perfect our inheritance. I want to make sure I have, make sure you have the maximum life insurance policy on your parents. Make sure your fiance has the maximum life insurance on her parents because it's all coming to one household or their grandchildren. And that's how we, I mean, we have to be strategic about it. And people say, well, I don't want to think about my parents dying and all that kind of stuff. But if you talk to your parents, they'll be more than happy to leave a life and legacy gift for their grandchildren and for you to have a better life. And they just don't know how because this conversation has not been had. So we want, that's why family is so important. So we start with family, family and faith. We start with that, that's one, family. Two, life insurance slash business or career. Life insurance, you will not outwork life insurance. You will not outwork life insurance. I just told you, if you, if you have two, if, you, if you're in a relationship, your boyfriend or girlfriend has two parents, or fiance or wife or husband have two, have two parents, y'all fully insure them. Now y'all have four insurance policies coming to your, to your house. So you want to insure, make sure insurance is used as a way to, for, to create generational wealth. So if you have a, then if you have a business, because most people are entrepreneurs are career, now you can maximize your 401k. You want to uh, be able to buy real estate, whatever your thing is, uh, or stay, stay on a job as a healthcare professional and continue to ascend, save your money, uh, max out any investment you possibly can. Because that's going to be an asset that you can pass down and transfer to your, to your beneficiaries. And if you have assets, I mean, just buying, buying real estate. So one is family, two is life insurance, assets, business or career. Three is trust. You have to put everything in a trust because the, the low-line fruit for a trust is that it avoids probate. That's the primary thing, it, it avoids probate. Probate allows, uh, allows attrition for your, inherit, for, your, for your beneficiary's inheritance. We're going to get paid going through probate. The law, so you got to pay a lawyer to go through probate. And we're going to get paid real good. So either you, you, know, you pay us now to do a trust, or you pay, or your beneficiaries are going to pay us later to do uh, to do their probate. And sometimes probates are not the. I mean, we just don't feel like you need. That's an unnecessary court battle that you have to. Your assets have to go through before they are vested to your children. So, uh, and, the, and the fourth one is uh, so you make the trust, and then we do the instructions. The instructions are the most powerful tool in a trust. What instructions do. Every asset that you are that you decide to put in your trust must be accompanied by trust instructions that you write. So you're gonna say, for instance, you put a, a million dollar life insurance policy into the trust for your for your children, right? So let's say you have one 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 child, you put a million dollars, uh, put a million dollar life insurance policy in it. 
and you make the instructions of how that million dollars is to be used. Now, most of us have blown money before. Most of, us, most of us have made mistakes and we've learned from our mistakes. And so now you have the benefit of writing instructions to avoid all the mistakes you made and all the wisdom and knowledge that you've learned. You get to put instructions around the asset of how it's to be distributed, maintain, manage, invested, or otherwise for your beneficiary. So your beneficiary cannot mess it up. It's like giving them the keys to the golden kingdom. You're gonna say, here's a million dollars. This is what, these are, the, these are the things you cannot do with it because it's tried and true, you'll lose it. This is what you can do with it. These things are tried and true of how, how it is to grow money. And then you can also put, for us, we say family's really important. You can actually put conditions on that money for them to receive it. If it's family traditions, your morals, your values, uh, incentives for their lives, right? So you, you're literally planning their lives, uh, planning um, their financial future so they can be financially free. Because they're free from making bad, you know, people say, well, that's financially free because they got a million dollars. No, they're free from making bad decisions. because They can't make a bad decision when it comes to the money or the asset. So, I mean, I, I know that was quick and it's really as, as, as simple. It's just as simple as that, right? We want to be able to uh, give our children financial freedom but we want to also give them freedom, freedom away from making bad decisions as well. That's what a trust allows you to do. It's the perfect cross-correlation between assets, family traditions, values, experience, and wisdom. You get to give it, you, get, you give all that to your children with a trust and give them financial freedom for their children and their, and their children, their children for your legacy. So we always say, you know, everything is cool. Uh, the, the conversation is cool about financial literacy, right? But financial literacy starts and ends with the trust. Point blank period. You don't have a trust. You don't have financial. You don't have financial literacy. Nor do you have generational wealth. You know what? What I what I really like about that portion, man, is the fact that that's something I've always thought about, right? Because from a very young kid, like I had these crazy delusional, right, dreams where I was like, "This is what I want to do. I want to own a box seat in the Pistons stadiums." Because I grew up as a Pistons fan. I, I was like, I want to be able to. Oh, sorry. What was that? Sorry. Look, 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 look. Life was good when I was young. Okay. We were beating the Lakers until LeBron came along. Anyway, <laughs> life was good, but I wanted to own a boxy. I wanted to have the house. I wanted to have the money. But then I always like used to have this thought process in my head, right? Because one, the environment I was in didn't really teach us about this stuff. So I used to ask myself questions like, well, if I make all this money, and then like four generations down the line, there's that one person who's not as responsible as everybody else. Will they lose all the money? Like, I was like, how, how do I, how do I avoid all this stuff? How do I avoid putting my kids in a situation um, where they get all this? Like, if I, if I happen to pass away, you know, when they're young, they get all this money, right? The business, they get the life insurance, all this stuff. But then maybe I haven't had the time to instill certain values in them, or I haven't had the time to make sure we're just not handing like 10 year olds $50 million, right? Or I haven't had the time to ensure that when they do get this money, you know, uncle such and such or auntie such and such or their friend from down the block all of a sudden doesn't start calling and talking about, well, remember when this, remember when that, how do I avoid a lot of that stuff? And so when you started talking about that portion, I'm like, this is crazy because you're telling me I can leave them all this money 
and say, hey, like if you want to go to school, the, the, the trust can pay for the school, but here's the conditions that come with receiving the rest of it. Maybe you need to graduate with the with a four-year degree. You need to go to do this. If you want to start the business, maybe you're going to get 100K up front to do that, you know, what do they call it? Seed money. And then mm-hmm. once you've shown certain growth, maybe the trust is going to pay you out a monthly salary as you build the business, right? So now I'm looking at it and thinking, okay, there's a way to ensure that this actually grows over time. So now we're not just losing it in the next generation, but we're doing the stuff that, I mean, who are they called? The Rockefellers, all these people where generation after generation after generation, it grows. Right, right. And so that's what I love about, about that, just because like, it's stuff that I know personally up until this moment, I've never even thought about it like that because I didn't know these were options that we had. Yeah, there are definitely options that we have. And, um, you know, and I appreciate the, the uh, conversation around financial literacy because it gives us a foundation to, to speak about these things, life insurance, uh, uh, your, your real estate portfolio, your uh, life insurance portfolio. Now you can, now you can see how, and, and, and just on the side about life insurance, our community is egregiously underinsured when it comes to life insurance, egregiously. So, um, you know, people talk about student loan debt and all this kind of stuff. You can eliminate student loan debt if you are, if you are, if your if your child wants to have a post-secondary education, like you become a lawyer, doctor, or lawyer, just get an insurance policy that covers the tuition, when not if. So, if you can't pay for it now, one day you'll be, one day you can leave your child a big check to pay off their student loan. But they have to be doing something that's going to be a high uh, income producing secondary post education. So now, now you're being more strategic about financial literacy. Now it's not only financial literacy, we want financial literacy to lead to financial freedom. Then we want to institutionalize generational wealth. So those are the things we want. So once we get everything into a trust, Man, it's we call it the we call the people that make trust makes we call them Harriet Tugman, and we call them the uh, once you make the trust, you're the you're your family's first financial freedom fighter. You literally or you literally change your legacy, period. So I know, I mean, then people say, well, how much does it cost? Life insurance, my life insurance costs the same as my AT and T bill. So for a cell phone bill, you can change the legacy. Of, you can change the legacy forever, forever. And if you're young, like you know, you're a young guy. So if you're under thirty, you know, if you're under forty, if your parents under sixty-five, you can be a trust fund adult. The same thing I'm telling you to do for your children, do it for your parents, <laughs> so you can receive that inheritance. Man, that's crazy too. Because I'm just thinking about like what what I pay because what. What we pay for our life insurance is like 80 bucks for both me and my fiance a month. Right. Right. And so that's where yeah, you said so much. And I want to talk about all of it. I want to talk about all of it because I don't want people to miss out on, on uh, this opportunity. Yeah. So, so, so one, one family. Okay. Let, let's go with family first. Well, I just told you about your family, right? It's not just you. So you got your fiance. Make sure she's insured. Make sure she's in, you're, you're insured. But then you ascend up. Okay, how can we perfect our inheritance coming down? 
how much life insurance does my mom have? How much life insurance does your dad have? Same with your, your spouse. How much life insurance do they have? You know, what assets are coming? So let's perfect our inheritance, inheritance coming down. That way you become a trust fund adult. And I'll talk about mirroring policy now, right? So well, my mom, you know, my mom and my dad, they're, they're, you know, they're below 65, but, you know, they might not be able to get a life insurance policy that we can afford, right? With that, if, if they, so we said, let's say they get, you know, my sister's 62. I always use her as an example. She was able to get like $300,000 with the life insurance. You know, she, she waited late, you know, she got information late. And she has four children and uh, uh, about uh, four grandchildren, right? No, six grandchildren, I'm sorry. So she wants to leave something for her, her family. So she said, great, you got 300,000 worth of life insurance. She has four adult children. Every adult child, what we call mirrored her same policy for 300,000. So she has a $300,000 policy. The insurance companies allow you to mirror, as long as she's a, a, a direct descendant, to mirror her policy. So every adult child got the same policy and premium for $300,000. And the, the beneficiary is, the, is, is my sister's trust. So now she has $1.2 coming to her trust. And she gets the right instructions of how it is to uh, benefit all her adult children. Now she went from zero to 1.2 million and her policy costs her $152 a month. So every last one of her adult children are paying $152 a month for that same policy. So when not if, right? This is my sister. So we talk about, hey, you know, we don't like talk about death. That's my sister, I love her to death. But I know if something happened to her, that uncle is gonna take care of your nieces and nephews, right? But now I can take care of them beforehand and make sure they have 1.2 million coming to their coming to, to, to her legacy. And it's also with the instructions of how they can't lose and how it is to be used. So that's just one way. Then you do the same thing for your family. You're like you and your family, you do the same thing. And by the time it gets to your children, 40, 50, 60, 70 years from now, your children will be millionaires. Their children will be millionaires. And it, and they it's nothing they can do about it. Nothing they can do. And that's just on life insurance alone. We're not mm. talking about real estate. We're not talking about any assets. We're not talking about 401 ks That's just that's just the real estate strategy. I mean, I'm sorry, that's just the insurance strategy. So um, you couple that with any course that you're taking, any business that you're doing, any career that you have. I mean, it, it's a multiplier effect after that. I think I think back in InvestFest, you had said especially with the when, not if, is that this is the thing that literally all it takes is one generation. Literally. 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 All it takes is one generation for everything to change for everybody. Exactly. And so... We, the reason but, why it takes generation with the instructions is because we know everything not to do. I am not for, in my instructions, if you become a SoundCloud rapper, you are written out of my trust. <laughs> You're written out. We're not, we're not doing that. We're not, you know, any, any drug abuse. And, I mean, we, we know, we already know what was, because your instructions are going to be easy to write. I mean, just it's, the, the culture is, is, you know, just to look at the culture and see, okay, you can't do this, this, and this, and this, you know, no high interest rates, no, you know, good, you got to have good credit. The house needs to be paid off. No, you don't have to worry about inflation because of uh, 
the fluctuating interest rate because the house is paid off. You have money coming every month. You're not depending on any uh, social, social system because you're actually making the investment for them to be millionaires just by doing life insurance. And if you do 401ks, investments, real estate, or uh, any courses of business that you grow during a lifetime, that's just a cherry on top, right? So now we know exactly what not to do. So with the instructions, you can write everything not to do because you know what they're going to, we already know what our children are going to be played with, what, what they're going to be, uh, what, what, they, what they're going to be uh, uh, given as a, as, a role, as a roadmap. So you just give them a roadmap and plus incentivize it with, with money. Hey, if they decide to go the wrong way, that's on them. What I want people to be able to get from this is that this is possible because I think a lot of the things where people talk about building wealth, right? And as a business owner, I mean, I get it, right? It, it's taken us multiple years to start seeing what I would call success um, mm -hmm. in our business. And so with something like this, I know like even if everything were to go haywire tomorrow, like things just stopped working, people stopped working with us, we lost everything. I still know I've set up my kids and, and, and the next generation up, right? And like right. you said, like with your sisters, $152 a month. For you, it's like a cell phone bill. For me, for two people, for, for me and my family, it's 80 bucks a month, right? We, we're not even talking about what I'm about to do after we get off this thing and we set up my <laughs> stuff because let me tell you what, <laughs> I'm setting everybody up, right? But what where I want to talk to you about is, is a couple of things. One, what can even go in a trust, right? I think that's where if we start to expand that conversation a little bit, it gives people an idea because people think about real estate. People think about all these businesses that they're doing, but I think I even heard it. And please correct me if I'm incorrect. I heard that, for example, say you have real estate, right? You have a real estate business and you were to pass away. The, the people that are after you got one heck of a tax bill coming up, right? And, and they don't even know, and they have to come out of pocket to pay it. Otherwise, the state, I believe, I hope I don't say this incorrectly, I think the state then possesses the property or, or, or whatever it is, right? So let's talk about those two things. One, what, goes ev what even goes into a trust or what can you put in a trust? And then two, let's talk about real estate too and how like that plays in with a trust and protecting yourself because you do all this work just for the next generation to get played. It, it hurts. Right. Yeah, so any tangible in, or intangible thing that you, that you own, so it can be somewhere from the uh, your wedding ring all the way uh, up to the uh, the highest asset you own: house, car, or uh, business, uh, art. Uh, you name it. anything that you can possess, anything that you could, would consider your estate, or you own it. Bank accounts, um, uh, investments, anything in your name can go into a trust. Or uh, even intangible items, right? Um, like. Um, like the family Bible, uh, you know, all that goes into a trust. It's literally an appraisal or an itemized list of everything that you own and everything that you hold dear, right? You go into a trust. Uh, and just so I like to describe trust as, um, as, because some people have LLCs and some people have, you know, are familiar with avatars, right? So basically, if you have, uh, if I have, um, if, I, I, if I'm me personally, I have my social security number, right? And so my social, if I go to the bank, I, I have to give my social security number 
all of our brokerage account, everything is my, on my personal social security number. Uh, similar to when we open up an LLC, you get an EIN number. So I have an LLC now, you're still running the LLC, but you know you have an EIN number. But you, um, you, when you buy a property or do something within the LLC, you, it's in the LLC's name. But as a managing member, you sign for it. So as a representative of that LLC. Same thing with the trust. Basically, once you put everything into the name of trust, in the, in the name of the trust, the trust now owns all the assets. But the first trustee, which will be you, you're now the representative of that uh, of those assets. You decide how to manage, maintain, and distribute those assets as a trustee. So everything going to so everything that you have, just imagine you've been the trust now. You've just been the manager of the trust. Right now, you're an individual. You own everything in your individual name. Uh, he said, you know, you have to sign for it. Any contracts you have to sign, any bank accounts you have to sign, any, uh, any checks you sign. You'll do the same thing within a trust, but you'll be signing as trustee of your family trust. So that, that's everything going to a trust. And the beautiful thing about a trust is, is the intangible things that you can do with it when it comes to instructions. I'll repeat that again. Now that you have the assets in it, now you, you, you overlay that with the trust instructions, which now is attached. See, now the assets are attached to values, morals, uh, incentives, conditions, and things that the person has, to, the beneficiary has to qualify in order to, uh, to obtain those assets. That's the beautiful. That's the beautiful thing about it. Uh, you're not given an outright distribution. That person has, that beneficiary has to qualify to receive those funds, and the qualifications are almost like, likely going to be subject to what your family values are, <laughs> especially for your beneficiaries. So it's not. It's, it's, you're not going to have them doing the, uh, you know. Uh, making a band of uh, skits where they have to go, you know, do stuff just to get points. You're gonna you're gonna have them doing stuff that actually allow them to be better human beings in life. You know, the things that are tried and true. So yeah, so anything going to a trust and everything that goes into the trust must be accompanied by instructions that the trust maker writes about. So uh, when the successor trustee takes over, they know exactly how the um, the asset is to be used, maintained, distributed, and um. Distribute, distributed, sold or acquired, et cetera, et cetera. So that's that. Now we talk about real estate. Real estate is really fun for us because a lot of our trust clients are do real estate. So um, the question, uh, the question was about, I think, um, what was the question again about the real estate? So I can answer that. Just how real estate plays into trust. Just because I know, like I, I heard, how you know people will put their real estate businesses and stuff into the trust just because like when people pass away they get stuck with these like ginormous tax bills yeah yeah so okay so tax bill. okay so uh, most people would either I, i'm gonna start with just the regular uh just, just regular people like you know they just have a house right have a house they have a, you know since we're dealing with uh healthcare professionals have a house that you may that you may own a condo that you may own they say hey can i put that in the trust of course you can even if it has a mortgage on it it still goes, goes into the trust why would you want to put that into a trust? All right, so whoever the beneficiary, uh, you know, you, you can be like, I don't, you know, I just want to sell a house and leave the money to somebody else, right? But whatever you want to do with that real estate, when you put it into the trust, now the trust technically owns the uh, the asset. Now you have trust instructions that goes with that asset to say, okay, look, uh, something, God forbid, something happens to me, I want this house to be sold and the proceeds are to be given to my church, you know, or given to my nephew, whomever. 
Now that can be carried out outside of probate court. Because remember, you're the first trustee of your trust. Now you have you name a successor trustee, and you've given that successor trustee specific instructions of what to do with your asset. And now that trust, that successor trustee can only carry out exactly what the instructions say. So that's just a that's just that's just a regular, uh, you know, uh, regular house. As for real estate investors or people that own multiple properties are concerned, yes. So that right now, uh, the uh, estate tax, like when you die, the estate tax is forty percent on your estate. But then Trump did one good thing; he raised the exclusion to eleven point four million. So as long as your as long as your estate is under 11.4 million for, for the individual and 22.8 million for the uh, for a couple. You don't have to worry about estate tax until 2026. So as long as it's under that, no estate tax whatsoever. So no, no, you don't, you don't have to worry about it. Um, so as long as it's in a trust, it'll pass cleanly with no, with no, with no, with no estate tax. Property taxes, you still got to pay. <laughs> so there's no, so you got to pay your property taxes. But if you got a property, you know, you know about your property taxes. You got to pay those. So you got, if you got a mortgage, they got to pay the mortgage. So uh, no magic wand there. So um, so with that, um, I think that answers the questions. But I also said 2026 is really important. The exclusion law that um, Donald Trump passed raising the exclusion up to 11.4 million and 22.8 per, uh, per couple. That sunsets in 2026. It's rumored to be going back down to 1.2 million, 600,000 per, per spouse and 1.2 million per couple. So now after 2026, you still have that 40% estate tax now that's when you, leave, you know, if you left those properties with in a in a will or no will, we go to probate court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gonna that's just, that's gonna be ugly. It's gonna be very very ugly. And I told you before, trusts are governed by the federal, you know, the federal law because presidents change every four years, right? IRS tax code and state law. State law changes every two years. IRS code changes pretty much every 12 months, just depending on the uh, any uh, rules that come out of the IRS. And so that's why working with a firm like ours, we don't do transactional, we don't do transactional uh, trust. Meaning that, hey, look, you pay us to give your trust back. We know that it's a lot of information floating around. And we know that you're gonna have questions along the way. And we know that the laws change rapidly, right? And so we do, we consider ourselves a relationship-based law firm, right? So we're going to work with you and your family. We don't really just want to work with one-off clients or just one client, we work with families because our mission is to make the next generation financially free. And so we can't do that by doing a one-off, right? So we're going to work with you every three to six months with the family planning meetings, with the trust, we call the assets in the planning. So we'll check in via Zoom with you every, every three to six months to see if anything's changed. Uh, hey, look, tell you about the laws that come out, you know, ways to position your portfolio. Um, now, also, we want to, if you have teenage children, we want to start training them to be trustees of, your, uh, of, of, the, of the family trust. 
because when they turn 18 and, and they, I have a 16 year old, I have a 16 year old daughter. She got it like that. Like, okay, so okay, this comes to me, this comes to me, this comes to me. Okay. And she'd be calling me like, hey, did, did you pay your insurance? It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm calling you Yeah, I pay my insurance. Oh, I was just checking, Dad. I'll just check. So in that head, she's like a millionaire already. Like, she's like, I, I know I'm good. I just as long as my daddy here, I'm gonna love him. But when he gone, I'm gonna love him even more. <laughs> and so and so that just that that was kind of that came out of just like uh, you know just talking to talking to my uh, children right they right. get it okay that makes sense you know it makes perfect sense to them because it really involves them in their future so right. it makes them feel really really good about you know uh, their future as well and so we want to uh, and let's let's face it we're talking about death too right so we don't want to give you a document that's as intimate as a trust document because we do all the ancillary documents with it. We do all the medical power of attorneys, your living will, your pogo will, uh, um, financial power of attorneys, because, you know, most likely somebody's going to be incapacitated, dis disabled, or, you know, at worst die. And the, the family will be in mourning. And we don't want to, we don't want to, them just to be knowing us at that point in time. We want to know the family before that time. We want to work with the family. We want to, you know, we we want them to, to communication to be about this around estate planning to be about what you know what the um, trust makers wanted, and everybody knows it, and so there's no trauma and drama when that time comes. You know, you're already grieving, so but we at least we know what exactly what the, 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 that person wanted, and uh, everybody knows it. And there, that way, there's no you know. Casket dies, and there's no drama and drama. There's no all that, all the issues that we, we've been uh, burdened with, right? Um, so, so yeah, so yeah, so back to real estate. Definitely, we definitely can do the real estate um, piece, and that's depends on how much you have versus you know the, the laws of the sunset in 2026. So a lot of people are going to be called flat-footed because uh, they have. I know a lot of people with um, estates over 1.2 million. You know, um, I, I want to mention two last things as we as we start to wrap up. The first is I did that math mentally super quick and pending nothing changes after 2026. A lot of people have homes over 600 K. Mm -hmm. So your beneficiary is going to get stuck with like two hundred and forty thousand dollars that they have to pay. Right. If you got the one point four hundred and eighty thousand dollars. That they'd have to pay and for a lot of people like we've been having this conversation to just go out of pocket and say hey here's 240 grand so i can receive this thing that my parents left to me or if it's the church that has to pick it up they got to come out with 240k or if it's whoever it is right so i, I i'm really glad that you mentioned that portion because 11.2 million sounds sweet but a lot of people Right. I live down in Tampa. Most of these homes are like eight hundred thousand dollars. It'd be a regular five bed, three and a half bath is like eight hundred thousand dollars. Right. You want to get a house that's like six bedrooms. You're in the one point twos already. Right. right. So I think for a lot of people, they need to be able to hear that because this stuff is like it's real. That's why I was talking about. It changes your life. This stuff is real. You're you're putting your family in a position. And like you said, in morning time, 
I'm pretty sure when people are mourning, the last conversation they want to start having is a money conversation, right? For a lot yeah. of people, because you want to have this stuff set up already prior to all this stuff happening so that because of the relationship that you've been able to build with these clients, when that time comes, you're not just coming in as, this is just that law firm that now wants to get business. No, you're taking yeah. care of the people so they can take care of each other. Exactly. And that's what I love about that. And the other portion too, really dealing with your mission and, and why you guys do what you do. The thing that really stands out to me is I've never heard of a, a law office that wants to be with you throughout the entire thing. They, they want to be with you and build not just relationships with the individual, but with the family, with the kids, with the grandkids, like when that time comes. Right. And so I think yeah. it's really amazing that y'all do that because one, this concept of taking care of the family from the financial you know aspect i don't think it's something that like we should in 2022 we shouldn't still have to have these conversations to teach people about this stuff but because we have to have these conversations i think it's important that y'all teach the kids as well exactly right so, uh, go that ahead curse because it's, it's a gener so a generational curse is, so a generation lasts about 80 70 80 years so we've been having this curse for the last 400. So it's like, we can't, and, and the, the wealth gap, Lord, I mean, the wealth gap is, I mean, it's, it's really embarrassing. It's, it's shameful. But then again, it's like, how do, we, how do we close it? And this is the way we have to close it because we can't give outright distributions anymore. Even I got life insurance, it's not enough. I got a will, that's not enough. I got real estate, that's not enough. You have to give instructions. So the, the same thing as we fell for growing up, I, I've used uh, payday, pay, all that, the, all the worst financial stuff that was in my neighborhood, I've used it. Pawn shops to get loans on collateral, uh, subprime loans. We, we've done all that stuff. I know exactly what to keep my kids away from now. And so now I get to write that into their into the estate and now I institutionalize their financial freedom. Period. They don't have to worry about, you know, they don't, have, well, you know, they got conditions, but they don't have to work. You know, they don't have to do minimum wage entry level. You know, that's already taken care of. So the reason why we deal with families is because that's our mission. We feel like we can do that family by family. And then one family in every, you know, uh, in, in every family, uh, and every family tree breaks that curse, then that's a better chance that two or three might do it moving forward. And that's how we can do it. Uh, you know, gentrification, every issue that we have, gentrification, high interest rates, um, redlining, um, anything that you want to throw out, uh, bad education system, trust would, trust would definitely answer all those questions for us, period. That, that, that it answers it and it actually gives you a blueprint to, to, to kill it in your generation, in your lifetime. Man, that's 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 the theme here. Take care of your family and give them the opportunities you never had. Exactly. All this, the get opportunities. It out, 2022, why are we still getting out the mud? Why, why would you do your kids like that? Yo, nah, for real though. Seriously, okay, I was ready to wrap up, but let me just let's talk about this last thing here. Okay, why are we still doing that in 2022? 
right? Like why, why are people still caught up in, in wanting to struggle? Like th this glorifying the struggle when it doesn't have to be that. I think a lot of people get stuck. Like you said, people feel like they have to work minimum wage. They have to do this, they have to do that. Well, if you give your family the opportunity to not have to do that, think about all the people that can actually, what are we always told? Oh, okay. What are we always told not to do? Find, do something that'll make money. Don't chase your passion. But for a lot of people, their passion can make money for them, but they don't have that opportunity to do it because they got to do what's called the responsible thing. They have right. to do what's called the safe thing. And so if you set your family up, your kids up with the opportunity to actually chase their passions and live life the way you know you always wanted to live it and you know they can live it, they can actually be not just functioning members of society, but they can actually build up a generation that continues to protect not just your family, but they can contribute to the people around them and give those other people opportunities. That's what it comes to at the end of the day. And so when I hear people talk about they still got to get out the mud like, you don't have to struggle and your right. kids don't have to struggle and your kids, kids don't have to struggle and to take care of them doesn't cost you an arm and a leg. See, a lot of y'all, that's the trick of the devil. A lot of people are tricked into believing they have to work extremely, extremely, extremely hard to one day maybe set up something for their people versus doing something like this. Right. $150 a month. And if it's and 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 if like for, for people like you that are younger, that have younger parents, it's cheaper, and, and have siblings, multiply the policies, man. Come on, come on. And, and multiply the policies and get enough to where at least I mean, pay off a house, pay off, you know, where where you're where you don't have to worry about your biggest bill anymore. Oh, I give you something. Now. I mean, if you and if if you have your parents are young enough and can, can be insured for enough. We say it's a two million dollars. You can get two million. If you get both parents, you get two million a million dollars a piece, right? One million, to, one million will be dispersed to, to the family. Uh, however, the uh, however the um, parents wish it to be, the other million is to be invested in either in either a fixed annuity or index fund. Right. And let's just say it throws off ten percent a year. You only can touch it what it throws off. That's a hundred thousand dollars a year for perpetuity. For a lifetime, for your children's lifetime, for everybody else's lifetime. Where can people find you? <laughs> hey, was, so we had uh, IG, X Attorney Ali. IG, X Attorney Ali. All our, all our information is going to be on socials from X Attorney Ali. Uh, just click on there. It'll give you, um, we got free consultations. Uh, like I told you, uh, at InvestFest, man, we were almost booked up to 2023. So try to get on. Um, so um, a lot of people are, are really trying to, to make this happen for their families. Right. And we're really excited about that. But um, Ask Ali, um, IG, TikTok, uh, YouTube, just um, with the law office, Indy Ali. So just uh, find us there, click on it, set up a free consultation on our calendar link. It's free. We're going to give you the same thing here uh, that I gave, you know, specifically for your family. Um, you know, we don't sell insurance or anything like that, but we are saying that's the best way um, to, to literally ensure that your family will be financially free for the next generation. And for all the husbands and the husbands out there that got wives, uh, you know, there's a saying in insurance, like, you know, insurance is a quantifiable measure of how much your spouse loves you. So <laughs> if, 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 if your spouse only has a uh, $100,000 insurance on their life, sheesh.
<laughs> so usually, that's tough, man. I'm like, how much insurance you got? To, you know, just in case something happens, how much insurance you got? I got 50,000. Oh, okay. You don't love her too much. <laughs> you don't. 50,000, that's like $2 a month. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on to this show. Yeah. I know we have never had anybody talk about this, and we've never had anybody teach our people about this. So first of all, I have to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to have this conversation. People, that, those of y'all who are listening, you heard the man. They're like booked out to 2023. I got to have a side conversation with him to see if he can sneak me in. But for those of y'all who are listening, please go to at Attorney India Ali on Instagram. I will put all the information in the show notes as well, just so y'all don't have to go searching for it. Just click it, get on it. This is one of the most important things you can do for your family, for your lives, and for generations to come. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for hopping on here. Thank you. Any last words to share with the people? Yeah, I want to. I want to thank you for following the next meeting, man. I mean, we've been busy as a best fest, but uh, I want to thank you for following up and uh, really doing this for your community. Uh, it's it's really important. I mean, they don't have to go with us, but go with another. Uh, just just start the process. Get as much insurance as you possibly can to protect your inheritance. Uh, that's from anybody. Uh, if you want any advice from us, just give us a call. Uh, while you were talking, I actually opened up with a couple more spots. Um, so uh, I, I had some spots blocked off for another uh, podcast we're going to do. So there is, if you go to Ask Attorney Ali on IG, go ahead and click on the count, uh, click on the buy, click the link in the bio, and want to schedule a free consultation because we open up a lot of more spots. Uh, you might not talk to me, but you might talk to Kennedy or Amir, but we'll get you in for sure. And also, man, thank you, Paul, for definitely uh, having us, man. We appreciate it. This is our mission to spread this, uh, spread this knowledge, um, and we just hope people execute on it, man, to take care of their, uh, take care of their families. It's really important, and uh, it, it's 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 a simple thing to do. Man. We just we just praying that every family does it to help our community out. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, for everybody else that's listening, you know where to find us. I'm not gonna do the usual spiel you know we do seo but more importantly i just want you guys to take this information today and utilize it for your lives that's the most important thing y'all can hear today catch on the next episode peace out y'all thank you for listening to another episode of off the clock don't be shy to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast see you next episode